What's up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark Verdi, the podcast and coach here, helping people launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. And when it comes to public speaking, there's just so many ways to get on stages, so many different ways to impact an audience. And we actually have a guest who uh, she uses workshops. She conducts them herself. It's a way for her to impact her audience and also set herself up for more speaking gigs. So if you're looking to get more gigs, organizing your own workshops can be a really great start. So a little more info on our guest. She is a highly endorsed social media trainer and consultant who teaches small businesses and nonprofits how to leverage and brand their businesses through the use of social media. She is a Google City partner, constant contact, authorized local expert, certified social media marketing presenter, and email marketing trainer. She is also a three-time recipient of the Constant Contact All-Star Award. So our guest who joins us right here on Profitable Public Speaking is none other than Romana Foster. Romana, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Romana, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. And I love the idea of setting up workshops and then using those to get more gigs. Can you uh, just tell us a little bit how you got the workshop idea and just how this strategy started for you? Oh, my goodness. Well, it happened one night. (laughs) (laughs) I was unemployed, um, looking for work. And at the same time, people kept coming to me asking me how to use social media. I had set up um, a couple social media profiles for my pastor. And so people looked at me like I was an expert because it was it was 2009. A lot of people still were not on social media. Um, and so one day I was just sitting there and something said, you need to hold a class. So I held the LinkedIn class. I charged, I believe it was only like $49 at the time per person. I sent out an email to 20 people. Five people showed up that, I, that were not on my list, which showed me the power of email marketing. Um, they showed up. I made $100 an hour, and that was it. That was when I was like, this is what I need to be doing. Wow. And, and that is really awesome. I mean, uh, like with that price of a ticket, getting a few people in there and then you have, uh, you did a presentation, which impacts speaking real. Uh, can you share with us a little bit on how you get attendees at these events? Because, uh, like for your first one, I mean, you're saying $49, like if you do free, you get more people, but how many of them are going to turn into clients? That's an issue there. So can you talk about how you're able to get attendees uh, with a ticket you're charging for? So currently, of course, my prices are higher now because I am considered more of an expert in the field. Um, but the way that I get people to my workshops is primarily through email marketing. And then I partner with a number of different companies um, who will also do some of the marketing for me. Yeah, that, that is certainly interesting because it's, uh, it's good to do stuff on your own, but it is good to be able to leverage some of these relationships with companies. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you get the companies to help you with the marketing and getting people inside? 
Oh, absolutely. And one thing I forgot to mention was that I also use social media, of course, because I can't live without that. But 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 I always tell people, if you're not doing any type of marketing, email marketing should be that primary piece of marketing that you're using. Um, so and the way that I get the comp found the companies was that um, I, I started out with constant contact. So I was a customer already. And then I became a solution provider. Then they offered me an opportunity to join the program where I went about and did seminars and training for them. So I actually go out and I do constant contact seminars. So I get a lot of clients through those because those seminars are primarily free seminars. So, you know, you can get like 50 people that show up to one of those and then they they're on your list. Constant contact does the marketing. I do the marketing for the event. Um, people show up. Um, they're now on my list. They're now on their list, you know, that type of thing. Um, and I also um, became a Google partner as well. So I go out and I do Google training as well. So I do seminars for them as well. And um, oh, I can't forget score. Score was my number two partner that I had. So score mentors, um, they actually mentor small business owners. So, I, so what you want to do is basically find partners that complement what you do. So each of them um, provide marketing tools for small business owners, and small business owners are my target audience. And that is a, it's really interesting approach to find these complementary pieces. I mean, one of the things that I'm testing out for one of my events is saying, like people do want to speak at your event. Like it's no secret. Like if someone hears you're organizing an event, you might get some people say, Hey, can I be a speaker? Uh, so one of the things you may want to consider doing listening to the episode right now, uh, something that I'm testing out is if you want to speak at my event, get X number of attendees and you could come on if your uh, presentations, they oh. match up. So uh, mm. that is one thing to think about because uh, one of the big things with organizing your own event is filling it. And that's, huge. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know you use social media. Um, can you talk a little bit how you use each social network and just some of your favorites for uh, spreading the word about your events? Oh, so absolutely. So for, with Facebook, I do a lot of advertising on Facebook to get people to my events. Um, as far as Twitter, I'm just posting, letting people know about my event. Um, my biggest audience is on Facebook. So, um, I get a lot of people from there. Um, and then on Instagram as well, of course, because it's connected with Facebook. When I advertise on Facebook, the ad goes on to Instagram, um, automatically. So that's how, those are the three primary ones that I'm using. I also use, what I'm finding is really, really bringing me a lot of customers is Google My Business, believe it or not. And because it's becoming more so like a social media platform, I feel like it's replacing Google Plus for me. Um, I'm getting a lot of calls from people who are finding me on Google My Business listing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Facebook ads, I've definitely started using that a little bit to uh, get people to my events because I'm doing an event in San Diego, uh, Public Speaking Biz Mastery on September 20th. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I like to do events that are like, I obviously want to do events at home in New York, but I mean, I like doing them at traveling locations where 
Uh, it's a little harder because you don't know as many people, but you are maximizing your travel. So one of the things I do with the Facebook ads is I will target people who live in the area and I'll get them to like my page and then I'll retarget them with an ad about the event. Is that something like you do something similar to that or something exactly, different? Exactly, exactly. I do that, but I, I do a mix. So I'll boost posts and then I will also do the, um, the ads that you're mentioning as well. So, and for so people because there's so many different types of ads on Facebook, I try to mix it up. <laughs> I even, you know, mix up the target audience, mix up the age group and the location and all that and try to target that way. So I'm using different types of ads on Facebook. Just testing to see, you know, what works best. And what is oh, sorry. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna say, and we should connect because I'm actually trying to do some New York events. <laughs> oh, I have like like nine cities that I'm targeting. Um, That was one of my goals for this year, which I have not started yet, was to actually become a a trainer in other cities. Primarily right now, I'm Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So I'm looking to go outside of that. So. Yeah, so we will definitely talk after the interview because there's definitely some collaboration potential there. And I mean, with the uh, Facebook ads, that's what I wanted to jump into because you talk about uh, re-engagement, like getting people to like, boosting the post about the event, a little bit of stuff in between. Mm-hmm. Do you have like any event where in the past, like you use Facebook and you have like some results you could share with us? Like you spent X amount of dollars, you got this many attendees. Do you have any break? Um, I can think of one where I did, it was actually a boost that I did, believe it or not. And where it got the most engagement was actually on Instagram. So that's where um, people sent messages, excuse that noise. Yeah. If you can hear. Yeah, we'll work on that, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, it was on Instagram. It was a boosted post where I actually got people that were messaging me, asking me about the event. So then I was able to drive traffic that way through the direct messages on Instagram. And I spent like 40 bucks. Wow. And I made like, uh, I think it was like 300. So yeah, so actually I made like 260 <laughs> after you deduct the 40 bucks that I spent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for workshops like this, I mean, you have to get the space. Uh, so what's your approach for getting space? Because I've heard of some, like I do co-working spaces. That's what I do a lot. But I know some people go out to libraries. Some people do hotel rooms, restaurants. What's your approach for space? So a lot of times the partner will book. Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the um, partner will actually book spaces for you a lot of times so it's another reason to it's great to partner with other people because they're larger organizations they have you know they have bigger connections than i do right um but other than that when i'm doing events just for my business and constant contact of google or score is not attached to it i actually do the same thing that you do i use the virtual office spaces in the area that have conference rooms so I'll do, um, sometimes, you know, I'll use a, a larger conference room space. And then sometimes I'll just do smaller meetings with like 12 people in them. Yeah. And, uh, that's the first thing I did at co-working solutions in Vegas. I had, there's just a conference room that could probably fit just like 10 people. And I mean, but I think a lot of people think of events, they think of these big ones that have like hundred seat rooms, right. but 
you could do it just as well with like 10 people in the room. Uh, maybe one of them turns into a client. Exactly. I wonder if you could talk about um, if you sit on the stage or do anything like that to make revenue during and after the event, and then we'll jump into how this turns into more gigs. So for my smaller events where it's just, I'm just doing it for my, my own company, um, I'm actually contacting people after the event. I send a thank you, thanks for attending, that type of thing. Um, and then I'll have like a something like maybe a, a free PDF or, you know, I have another event coming up that I want them to sign up for. I will let them know about that there. Um, and as far as when I'm speaking on the stage, I have not quite figured out what I should be selling. <laughs> so if I'm speaking at somebody's conference, it's really, that's why I need you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're going to work together. Um, because I need to figure out exactly what that is. I have quite a few different digital products in mind that I want to put together and I need your help with that to help me put those together. Um, but we'll talk about that. So yeah. So right now I'm not selling on stage, but if I have the smaller events, I will. And, and I shouldn't even say it because some conferences, what they'll do is they will actually give you the list of the conference attendees. So I will do the exact same thing. I always, always send out that thank you for attending email. And then there's something in there for them. Or maybe I will say, you know, set up a free consultation. And then it leads to a lot of times it leads to clients that way too. Yeah, and it's really good if you do that close to the event because if you're reaching out like a year later, like who is? Oh, absolutely, I do it the, the next day. They get the email the next day. Yeah, and that's just one of those disciplines you have to do. I mean, like, how do you do it? It's just like you sit on your computer, you flip it open, and you send out a bunch of emails. Sounds really easy. You just gotta find a time to do it, not get distracted by different things happening. Uh, just think of like how you're so focused on the event, which is what you're supposed to be as an attendee or a speaker. Just have that level of focus for one more day and the rewards will really uh, kick off. And for people who uh, do want help with their public speaking or they want to launch, grow, monetize their podcast, you can schedule a free strategy call at markbrady.com slash strategy or text the word strategy to 31996 and you'll be able to schedule a strategy call that way as well. Now, I really love the idea that you do these workshops and they lead to more speaking gigs and you're getting ticket sales too uh, for your workshops, which is mm -hmm. of income. So can you talk about how hosting these workshops has led to more speaking gigs? Oh, okay. So because I'm always somewhere, one of the things I always tell people to do is to make sure that you put your image out there. So I see a lot of people who claim they do workshops and all of this, but they don't have any pictures on their website, right? So one of the things that I do is I'll, I take lots and lots of pictures. So when people land on my website online, if they're looking for a social media speaker, first of all, I'm, op I'm optimizing my website, by the way, <laughs> so that people are finding me. Once they find me, when they land on the page, they actually see me speaking. They actually see me training groups. They actually see me doing one-on-ones. So I think that's really helpful and why people actually seek me out. I don't really seek um, speaking engagements. People generally call me. And, it's, and I believe it's because of the way I've, number one, optimized my website, and number two, because I use so many visuals, um, video, 
pictures, that type of thing. So. Yeah, you definitely need the visuals. And I think that's one of the big things of organizing one of these workshops because when I was doing my speaking reel videos, like a lot of these are from that workshop I did. So uh, it's really valuable to have that kind of reel um, for yourself and being able to incorporate all those different visuals across your website. Right, exactly. I totally agree. I, and I was, when I first started, when I did that first LinkedIn class that I told you about, I had no pictures of myself online and I refused to put pictures of myself online. <laughs> that was like the hardest thing to get me to do. But when I realized I wasn't getting any engagements, you know, I was, I was running around trying to get the engagements. And then when I started posting pictures, it was like it clicked and people were like, oh, that's what you do, you know, and then people were calling me and asking me, well, can you do a workshop for my company? Can you do this? Because I do, um, I started out doing the constant contact events and then my smaller, you know, like five people showing up social media classes, right? And then um, I started doing corporate, I started doing government, um, I started doing chambers of commerce, associations, that kind of thing. So it just grew from there. And one of the things that, like, I feel like even when you make it as a public speaker and you're getting gigs lined up, you should be still doing your own stuff, like your own events. I just feel like it's a great revenue model. You could build it to like a lot more attendees in the future if that's where you want to go. Uh, one of the only problems with this model, now I love it, like I do this, but uh, one of the only problems with this is you have the nightmare where it's like you organize an event and then you get something like a TEDx that's on the same day. Mm. And I'm wondering, how do you balance like organizing events? Because the more events you organize, the more attendees, more people you can impact, more revenue, all those really important things for business. Uh, but balancing that between those events and the speaking gigs that you can be getting. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually try. I actually try to keep a schedule of all the big events that are going on, so that I don't schedule on that day. So I actually search for larger events to see what's happening in the, in the cities where I am. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean. I've never had it happen either, thank God. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> it would be easy, even with the researches, it would be easy to miss, you know, some things that are happening as well because there's so much happening. Because I know you're in New York, right? Yeah, so it's kind of hard to keep up with everything that's going on in your area. I'm in, in Washington, D.C. There's events going on all the time, everywhere. So it's kind of hard to, to figure out all of them. But I try to pay attention to the marketing ones primarily to make sure that, um, you know, it's not colliding with anything. Yeah, that is a really good point because uh, I go to the New Media Summit as an icon of influence. That's the title you have. I'm not boasting or anything. That's just a title they give you. And uh, I go there uh, twice a year. It's in San Diego both times. That's why I'm doing the event in San Diego because it corresponds. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if I do an event in New York in March and that's what New Media Summit is, that's just like a, you know, it's like tough luck. Like you got to make that hard choice. Right. And, I feel like um, yeah, if you really, as Roman, I suggested, lay out those dates, mm -hmm. even if you don't plan on organizing your own event, which to me, I think that's a big mistake if you're not thinking about doing this and you want to make it as a public speaker. But if you just have those dates laid out, you can schedule things around them and even like 
do a corresponding event like I'm doing with Public Speaking Biz Mastery in San Diego like two days after the New Media Summit. And that's exactly what I'm getting ready to start doing as well. I want to start testing doing an event like the day or two after an event or yeah. a day or two before. I'm trying to figure out which one's going to work best. Uh, but I am thinking about doing that too. You and I are thinking alike here. <laughs> yeah, we got the uh, we got the sound wave going. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this has been really awesome. I feel like we've hit on so many great insights here for people who want to just continue following you on your work, uh, maybe attend a workshop or two if they're local, like based on where you are right now listening in on this episode. Uh, Where are some of the places we can find you? Yes. Okay. So first of all, they don't have to be local because I do travel. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but they can find me at RomonaFoster.com. They can find me on Facebook at Social Media with Romona. They can find me on Instagram at RomonaFoster.com. On Twitter at RomonaFoster.com. And my name is R-O-M-O-N-A just to let them know that. (laughs) Well, we'll throw all of those links into the show notes. Also, my link to schedule a free strategy call if you want to level up your public speaking or your podcasting. And the text number for that is 31996. Just text the word strategy for that call. Uh, Roman, once again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to share all of your great insights with us. It was such a pleasure to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. Thanks, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. It was great.